Okay, cool. Hey guys, it's Andrew with uh, Jumper, and I'm joined by Lee from Go Viral. Uh, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Andrew? Good, good. She is the expert. I mean, that's my go-to person when I need anything Instagram. <laughs> uh. <laughs> she is uh, got a, a marketing firm that spark that specializes in brand in brands for growing uh, your. Instagram accounts uh, and has a team of people and growing that is just uh, amazing and it's done really great work for lots of different companies uh, on here. And so she has come on board today to, we're going to talk about one of the, uh, the things today about how to dominate the far left uh, spot on your Instagram page, right? So we, uh, so Lee's gonna go through all this. It's kind of a technical thing, but it's very valuable and we'll ask questions throughout there. But yeah, Lee, why don't you uh, start off and um, yeah, give us a little, uh, you can give us a little background about you guys, what you're doing, what you do, mm -hmm. about uh, go viral. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then we can jump into the uh, conversation. All right, awesome. Thanks for the invite, yeah. Andrew. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, my name is Lee and I'm the founder of Go Viral. And a little background about us is that uh, in the past decade, I've been spending time here in the Silicon Valley being a growth hacker for different companies. And uh, recently I started my own re agency helping local startups in San Francisco to grow their Instagram uh, brand and their, their Instagram dominance. So basically, um, you know, we're a team of really talented uh, growth hackers that can help you um, gain traffic and a lot of, um, you know, targeted traffic and create content for you on Instagram that organically rank you up. So uh, we've, we've done a lot of decoding of how Instagram works and how to actually get ahead of competition because Instagram has be, become a very crowded space. Um, you know, especially in the past year, all the advertisers try to run more ads on Instagram and, you know, the people that you're follow these days are no longer popping up because, you know, the space is just really limited. So today we want to cover the topic of, you know, right now story has pretty much taken over as compared to in the past posts were really uh, where you, you check out on Instagram. But now uh, a lot of the time that viewers uh, and users spend on Instagram are actually coming from Instagram stories. So as a marketer yourself or as a startup or a company that you, if you help Instagram for, and I want you guys to kind of understand how it works with um, the algorithm for story ranking and how do you get to, for example, you have 10K followers on Instagram, but all of these followers are probably not going to see your story all the time because Instagram rank you your story by the relevance over uh, between you and uh, your followers. So how do you get to the most far left spot is what you want to, I guess, get more exposure to your followers. And um, so the first thing first is to make your viewers watch till the end. And this algorithm uh, pretty much applies to any video platforms, including YouTube and Facebook stories. So if you have pushed the content out on story and your existing followers saw it, so be sure that your content is interesting enough and it probably throws some kind of, you know, uh, unexpected events or drive some kind of emotion to make it memorable. So your 
your uh, viewers of your story will watch it till the end. Then when somebody watches it to the end, Instagram's gonna remember that. And the next time they're gonna push your content over to that viewer who watched to the end and they're gonna see it again next time. So do that consistently. And um, the way to do it is to also, you know, have a theme every day. So there's a really famous uh, Italian blogger that I follow. She's probably one of the most popular influencers on Instagram. The way she, Chiara, so her name's Chiara. And the way she does it is that she has a theme every day. So her theme is pretty much, you know, since she's a fashion blogger, she shows off her outfit every day. And that's one theme every day. So when you swipe and look at her story, you know, you know what to expect. And that's kind of like a ritual that she uh, sort of uh, built for her viewers. Oh, today she's showing this outfit and tomorrow she's showing that outfit. And that's, that's, that's sort of what people are looking forward to, to, to view on Starry. Therefore, she will always pop up on her viewers' uh, far left corner. And then, um, you know, like um, another thing about Instagram story ranking is that um, we all know that engagement rules in Instagram and engagement means how many likes and comments that you get in the past. But right now, Instagram is taking a very heavy um, weight on the, the direct messages that you get. So if in your story, you're able to throw a question out, because uh, Instagram just had a new feature added recently, it's called ask any question. So if you have like that out on your story and you get a ton of question coming in, so whoever that asked you a question and take that initiative as your follower or viewer, they immediately get a positive score in terms of relevancy to you. So once they ask you a question or once you, they DM you, um, that can help you gain a lot of more uh, relevancy to that account. So in the future, if you push another story out, um, there, whoever that asked you a question will see your story um, um, ranked up on the left. So that's, uh, yeah, so I, I guess that's the secret of, you know, how to rank up to story is to, to get as many direct messages from your followers uh, as possible and try to have them initiate the conversation. If not, uh, you could pretty much go out there and direct message them and start a conversation. Just basically build a relationship and uh, as long as they get back to you and that's also a positive score for, um, you know, in terms of the algorithm ranking. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, I hope you guys learned something about how to dominate the far left stop spot of Instagram stories. Yeah, so, so on theme, on theme wise, like what makes a good theme? Like, like in terms of your brand and stuff, like how, how do you come up with a theme? How do you, you know, conceive of what a theme would be? So I would uh, give a good, a good example that I saw was from Everling. Um, they have a pretty great following and mm -hmm. engagement on Instagram. So it's a clothing brand here in San Francisco and uh, they have a theme called Transparency Tuesday. So every Tuesday, there's this host that was standing in front of Story and ask and answer all the questions the followers have. So they'll be like, "Oh, your new T-shirt. Uh, what's you know what's a size 
small fit me if I'm this weight and whatever? Or uh, how does it feel when, when, I, when I wear your new, you know, um, uh, slippers? So they're going to answer all the questions. So every Tuesday, it's a theme for them to answer questions. And another theme I noticed that they do is they, um, they kind of come up with the best comments on the post of the day. So every day they just crop a comment from a, whoever that left the most comment. So this encourages um, their followers to comment more. So if your comment was captured as the best comment of the day, then you know they post it on story, they'll be like, oh, this is an epic comment. So, it, um, so whoever that commented on that gets rewarded by, you know, the feeling of getting featured. So that's another theme they throw out. So those are good examples. Right. And so in terms of like the, so in, in direct messaging and stuff like that, is that just going out? And so in, in terms of direct messaging, trying to get that engagement with the brand, I mean, what like kinds of questions have you seen that work really well, or is it just based on a brand? I mean, uh, you know, how, how do you get that engagement so that there is interactivity and, and you know, Instagram? Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I have tested out a few different ways to ask questions on, you know, to drive direct messages over to your inbox. Uh, one way that works really well for one of the accounts that we manage is to ask for help. So people love to provide opinions. People love to provide advice to whoever that need help with. Um, given it, um, you know, what's the next product that I need to, uh, you know, uh, produce? Is it, should I make it blue or red? So, and then you can be like, help, I need some opinion about um, how do you do this? So people love to provide opinion and provide help. So that's, that's one really powerful way to drive more uh, engagement. But, you know, um, to the bottom of this, you also want to be very genuine and you genuinely want to know the answer of it versus you're just throwing out a question that you don't really care about, right? So um, it's, it's a lot about driving engagement and really build a connection with your followers. Right, right. And then you were, so you were saying that you can also reach out to people as well to try and get engagement. Is that correct? You were saying like you could go out to different group, different, different pages and then basically uh, connect with those people to try and get engagement into your brand as well? Yeah, so you could get engagement uh, from DM and DM probably rules for engagement scoring right now. Um, I've had a lot of uh, uh, experience with uh, another brand who is a smaller brand than our brand, but we're in the same similar vertical. So I had one person who reached out on direct message to me and I was like, oh, I don't really have time to talk to you. But she keeps messaging me every day and she talks about her life and she, you know, asks questions, asks smart questions. Then I ended up, you know, kind of having a conversation with her in direct message. And, you know, a few days later, probably a week later, I realized that every time when I log into Instagram, I always see her um, story on the far left. It means that Instagram realized that we have a lot of back and forth combos going on. So that way, um, you know, her story is, is always in uh, first of the, uh, the, the most far left in my, in my feed. So, so sort of top of mind kind of like... 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. I guess Instagram must figure that that is where your eyes are attracted towards. So that must be like where you look first in the top left. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh And you're like, oh, there's that showing up over there. (laughs) (laughs) So is is this, um, is there ways to automate this type of thing? Or is this just more of a manual kind of types of things that you have to do on this? Uh, for now, uh, I'm not quite sure. I think last time that I checked that Instagram hasn't opened up its API to the direct messages. So you can technically send a message over to anybody that is from a bot or any automation. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, we're doing it really purely just manually. <laughs> but probably in the future, once, you know, more people use DMs and, um, and hopefully Instagram get to, you know, open up the API, then we get to uh, definitely automate it. And I, um, but it kind of de- defeats the purpose somehow about this. Um, the core belief of Instagram is to connect people and get you have like genuine engagement. Right. So I also, I'm like more 50-50 about it. Um, it's nice to connect with others that you care about and have a back and forth conversation in DMs and therefore organically rank up for their story queue. Um, but, you know, in terms of automation, love to, you know, if we can identify a hundred accounts that we want to do business with, I'd love to have the automation uh, feature as well at some right. point. Yeah. I mean, I would probably be a big, huge time saver on that kind of thing. With that yep, time. exactly. I mean, and then, and then are these things, I mean, are they, when you're doing these kinds of stories, I mean, or these uh, posts, I mean, for that, are they mostly... I mean, I know you're saying that the questions, but is the alter the ultimate goal is to really sort of drive sales with this? I mean, with with the brands that you're working with, is to get that placement out there. Is to what what is the goal of of being in the top story on that left there? Right. I guess it's about like an enhancement of your branding uh, because they're already whoever that you know can see your story is already a follower of yours. Uh, if you produce content that's highly engaging, that attracts their eyes all the time, and then you also, you also have back and forth conversation, direct message them. So this is really good, I guess, for partnerships, for influencer marketing. When uh, you work with micro-influencers who, follow, who are following you or you, you follow them as well, and then so um, by doing this, you're going to always keep top of mind for them. So it's more about the uh, strengthen the connection and top of mind kind of thing. So it, um, in terms of partnership with influencers, it's all about, you know, you're really dependent on how great the campaign they're going to generate for you. Or if you're co-developing a campaign, that would be better. But, you know, um, some, sometimes working with influencers could be frustrating. So um, to build that connection just right off Instagram is hard. Uh, but, you know, if you guys have a lot of engagement, a lot of connection and um, going on and they check out your stories all the time, so they'll keep you top of mind. And therefore, when you guys get to really get the work done for campaign rollout, um, um, you know, I think, I think they're definitely gonna, gonna do a way better job. Right, right, right. So in, in terms of like, okay, so, so if you're doing that content piece, right. Um, and you're trying to create that sort of highly engaging kind of content. I mean, how do you come up with a strategy for creating that highly engaging kind of content? Like what, what is the thought process on that? 
Well, yeah, I guess, uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is a really, really uh, good question and very open-ended as well. Um, I'm not quite the content person, to be honest. Uh, I have a team who actually are very talented to produce the content. So the way we do it is we def, uh, so what we, uh, the strategy that we have been using is to identify that one person that you really, really want to serve well, um, that one person that will love your content, love your brand. So we identify that person uh, by what values do they have, what age is this person, and uh, what's the name. So we give this person a name. Mm. And then so we also talk about what kind of interest does this person like sports or fashion or what is it? And um, are they family oriented? And like we kind of break it down to very diff like um, very very granular kind of understanding mm. of who it is it really is that we want to serve well. So as long as you figure that out, um, then whatever that you build in your content has to be really focused on this person's interest. And uh, you know, we we just kind of go from there and brainstorm different ideas that could potentially serve this person very well. Right. So yeah. you're building like the customer avatar, I guess. You know, exactly. in, terms of, mm -hmm. in terms of what that is. And do you keep refining that customer avatar? I mean, are you like when you're doing this? Are you looking for, to get an ROI out of this kind of customer, or or just more like more comments, more engagement? Yeah, so we do look at the ROI and the engagement numbers every week, uh, and we keep refining on that. And we also work uh, directly with the client who probably are more familiar with who they're actually serving. So we get feedback from our clients, and we also look at the metrics and the ROI and everything. And you know, over the time, we could. Um, find out if, oh, if we want a, an improvement to that, is that because our avatar is not quite accurate uh, or not? And then we constantly find out there's, you know, another group that we never thought about would come out on Instagram and, and start engaging with you. And then we investigate on that as well. So sometimes it's not only one person that you're serving, one type of personality and one type of demographics. Right. Sometimes it could be, a different type that comes in. So we identify them as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so that's it. So it's just a refining process trying to figure out that thing. Do the yeah. clients typically know what their, what their, who their avatar is when they come in or are they pretty much at, like, do you help refine that for them by asking them those types of questions? Yeah, it really depends. I think it's a, if it's an earlier stage startup that we work with, um, if the clients are still figuring out the product, development and they probably haven't started selling a whole lot of it and then they're probably imagining oh we're gonna sell this to this group but um at the end uh it, it always kind of ended up different <laughs> from our experience and uh versus if uh some of our clients we have been working with them for a while and they their, their products has been really mature and rolled out internationally and they know exactly who they're talking to and really depends on the product stage of the client mm. yeah interesting and 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 are there i mean is it Pretty general, if, it, if you're going from the US to Europe to Asia, I mean, is the profile pretty much the same or does it tweak based on like who they're targeting? Like, you know, you know what I mean? So it's, is it an international type of client, the same, I mean, you know, uh, avatar or is it more like a nationwide, mm -hmm. 
national right ones. so for international ones it really um it also kind of depends on how complex is the product uh, sometimes they keep the product consistent across different countries. So um, that will probably serve a similar group of people. Um, but, you know, they're just different nationalities, but demographics wise or user behavior wise, it might be similar. Um, but, you know, if it's, a, if it's a product that is more um, versatile and you could pretty much customize it, um, it, it, it could potentially serve different types of uh, avatars in different countries. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and the acceptance of, you know, um, positioning is different. Some, some countries are more serious, they don't like jokes, and some do like it more like here in the United States, so we kind of tweak it a little bit in different countries, yeah. Right, so you're, so you're tweaking, so the, the, the posts themselves, depending on where you're doing it, they, do they do they have multi pages like one for say a Europe Europe one and one for the U.S. and then they mm -hmm. have different profiles and sort of sort of different messaging on those those type of pages. Yeah, so they do have different pages. Sometimes it depends on the type of uh, product, uh, the type of market they're after, and the pet type of uh, language the target audience speak. So um, we usually sometimes we partner with local. Um, local pages that are, you know, they're, they're, they're just managing their own sort of social media. And then we share the content, but the caption and the positioning that we, we, we talk about are, are potentially could be different. Yeah. Okay. And so when you're doing this with, with your clients, I mean, if they have a social media team that's doing Facebook and not Instagram, do, you, do they work with you on these types of things as well? Or like, do they, do they also hire out just because they want to have the content created by you, but they're going to post it on their own? Like, how, how, do, how do clients work with you? Um, you mean like international clients? Well, just no, just regular client, just any, any client. Like, so if they have a, a social media team in place, mm -hmm. but they're not maybe doing Instagram really well, or they're looking to outsource that piece, you know, they had an internal team, but they just are like, well, we're too busy with stuff. Mm -hmm. Do they hire you to, to like take over that kind of a thing? And then they have sort of their own, yeah, so we have two different models. One model is that we take over completely for um, the social media channel and mm -hmm. we work directly with the founders. So we work with a lot of early stage startup founders who mm -hmm. don't really already have a marketing team. So that's when uh, we kind of deploy a marketing, uh, social media market marketer to help on that uh, full time. So the founders can focus on what they do the best, which is product usually here here in San Francisco. And another way is that we have a really, um, really mature product that it works really well is to do DM outreach to micro influencers, to build a community for you if you're a social media manager and you need help with, you know, somebody who's always on the phone uh, engaging with micro influencers. And that's what we come in place to help existing marketing teams to build a connection and a community of social, uh, social media micro influencers who could give you shout, out, shout outs. And potentially that's a very powerful way to grow your brand because micro influencers, if you could potentially recruit a hundred of them who have a few thousand followers then that's almost a million of right. followers uh potentially you could reach and we do that for uh existing marketing teams and we handle all the legal and the contracts and follow up um mm -hmm. and uh 
you know, all that work um, from that as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So that's, it's very interesting. I mean, it's, it's, I guess, so you, you can fit into almost any model, I guess, with the way that your agency is sort of set up. I mean, I guess you can. Well, I guess yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're still growing and we're still refining our features and processes. Um, but you know, right now uh, we're happy to work with early stage companies here in Silicon Valley and we meet with you in person and we're, we're just, um, you know, your helper for social media. Um, right, yeah. which they need. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, okay, so is, if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, yeah, sure. So you guys can pretty much shoot us an email. So our email is info at goviral.com. It's uh, go viral is spelled as G O A L V I R A L dot com. Yeah, goal, getting to a goal, not right, goal. Getting to a goal of growing yeah. your brand. All about events. Cool, awesome. Well, yeah. So I this will be in the in the slide deck anyhow of that. So you can always contact Lee on this stuff. But yeah, Lee's awesome. Uh, I had ma I have many conversations with her late at night, asking her, "What do you think about this?" or "What do you think about that?" <laughs> so, she's a go-to person. Uh, I've known her for a, well, quite a while. We've done some speaking things together, and. Uh, well, I just want to say thanks, Lee, for coming on, helping out the community here. And uh, if you need any questions about Instagram, it's the person to go to. So uh, thanks so much for your time. Awesome. We'll talk. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you. Bye.